going to look at the prophet Hosea, the very first chapter, Hosea 1 and 10. Hosea prophesies, and I want you to catch it. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. We know this. How many say, I know that? And it shall come to pass that in the place, now listen, Hosea is about to talk about you and me, that in the place where it was said unto them, those people, what was said, ye are not my people. There in that place it shall be said unto them, ye are the sons of the living God. <laughs> we, we were not a people. But Hosea looked way down through the annals of time. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon him and he said, ye are the sons of the living God. Hallelujah. And so we, we fast forward to Galatians and Paul's writing to the church in Galatia and Syria and Cilicia. And he writes to the New Testament church, both Jew and Gentile, might I add. And he says in Galatians 3.26, For ye are all the children of God. <laughs> ye are all the children of God. How is that, Brother Paul? By faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and there is now neither Jew nor Greek, there is now neither bond nor free, there is now neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Church, don't let this word become so familiar that you fail to grasp the miracle of it all. That we are one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ. Somebody say if. Turn to your neighbor and say if. If ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. By the grace of God as a, maybe a declaration, maybe a resolution, maybe, maybe an affirmation. In the new year of 2023, just eight days in. Please permit me to share what God has stirred within my spirit this morning, a message entitled 23 and me. 23 and me. Would you go before the Lord with me now? Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would purge my lips, that your word would be in my mouth, pure and unadulterated, God, without offense and safe, Lord, a blessing, God, filled with edification and conviction. And I pray for my brothers and my sisters, and I count myself among them, Lord, that you would give us ears of the hearer, Lord, that you would unstop our ears and let us hear what thus saith the Lord. I pray, open our eyes, remove the scales, and let us see us, and let us see you. We are your children, the ones that you love, and we trust you, God. We trust you with this moment. We thank you for the seed of your word. Let it find fertile ground. In the mighty, matchless name of Jesus, we pray. If you'll agree with me, say amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of break.
Amen, amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, ye be Abraham's seed. He's a covenant-keeping God, the song said. It said we don't need to fear the moon. That means when it's dark and when it's night and when we begin to hear the sounds of the darkness and the creatures that we cannot see, and maybe we see the moonlight reflecting off their eye, and maybe we hear the low rumble of the ground. There is no reason to fear because we serve a covenant-keeping God. Amen. May his favor be upon you for a thousand generations. (laughs) To your children and their children and their children and their children. See, the world doesn't understand or know this, and, and, and I, it pains me to say it, but there is, a, there is a sect within the church, and there is a mental block that can happen within the body of Christ where we forget the profundity of the covenant that God has made with us. We've heard this year about the jealousy of God who was here. We heard Wednesday night about the faithfulness of the saints. And I believe that God is pouring a footer, a spiritual footer at the Tree of Life Church in January for the theme that Pastor has brought us all in. Somebody say all in. You say all in. What is that? What, 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 what does that mean? It means everything. I would therefore, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Hallelujah, all in, wholly acceptable. This is your reasonable service. You say, well, I don't know if I'm ready for that. We might not be ready for that, but the Lord is saying, get ready for that. Because what I have in store for you as a body is going to require that you're all in, that your resources are all in, that your time and attention is all in, that your praise and your adoration is all in, that your servitude is all in. And so the Lord has brought me to this pulpit today to affirm that we need to come to a place of renewed understanding and not just understanding but faith in the name of Jesus Christ and in the blood that was shed at Calvary and in all of its implications. Because it didn't just save you, but it changed you. When I describe it, it's going to sound like science fiction. How can my DNA be different today than it was yesterday? I'll tell you how. Because the blood of Jesus has covered me. And it's changed who I am and everything about me. And I haven't always walked in the power of that change, but I have resolved it in my spirit that as for 23 and me, it's a new day, it's a new year, and I'm going to walk in the power and the authority and the identity and the witness of the DNA of Jesus Christ that is in my veins. Y'all might not be ready for this now. In the U.S. alone, just here in the U.S., you see the globe. We think America's so big. And then you see it on the globe, and you're like, oh. And God has shed his grace on us. But in the U.S. alone, genetic testing and genomics, this market, in just 2020, just a few years ago, was driven to more than $4 billion in the U.S. That's what people spent trying to figure out who they are and where they came from. 
what their ancestry was. And this market is projected to be greater than $10 billion annually in a matter of what really is just a few years. That's a staggering amount of money. When you hear that, you should say, oh, ready now, we got this. <laughs> a staggering amount of money. And now this market is extended even to our pets. And then we have two dogs. We have a little Boston Terrier named Sasquatch. She goes by Sassy. That's her preferred name. And we, we have a, a mutt named Tribulation, and she goes by Tribby. And Tribby was a rescue. And Tribby was found under a trailer with uh, six puppies in that litter. <laughs> I have so much I want to say, I'm going to stick to the word. She's a mutt, y'all. But I want to tell you something about Tribby. She's never once come to me and said, who am I? She never once came to me and said, what's my heritage? But I'll tell you what she does do. She knows what her porch looks like. She knows where her bowl is and her bed is. And she knows her master's going to take care of she knows that somebody's going to provide for her needs. She knows that when she's at the back door and it's five degrees below zero, all she's got to do is scratch a minute and somebody's going to come and swing the door wide open. Don't you know that she has an identity that wasn't linked to her physical DNA because she's been adopted? And she's just a dog. She's just an earthen vessel. But here we got Ancestry.com, Living DNA, Family Tree DNA, Find My Past, Nebula Genomics, Dynamic DNA, 23 and Me, 23, the name referencing the 23 pairs of chromosomes that are found in a human cell. These are just a handful of the companies that are competing for this market share in the U.S., because people want to know who they are. They want to understand the implications of their makeup. They want to understand if there's something hidden there. Am I royalty? Maybe can I get that scholarship? They want to know who they are. The human heart pumps 2,000 gallons of blood in one day. That's a staggering amount. If we put it in 55-gallon drums, it's more than 36 55-gallon drums. This little member the size of your fist, somebody put your fist out there, is pumping that much blood, and every one of those blood cells has those chromosomes in it, who you are. You commit a crime, don't leave any of that behind. They'll find you. <laughs> Americans want to know, who am I? Where did I come from? What is my story? What makes me unique? Is my ancestry one of significance? The marketing promises science that will aid in the discovery of close family members and even distant family members. Come discover and be amazed at the way your DNA connects you to the world. Find out what makes you unique for $79.95. Do you understand what I'm saying? It goes on, discover the risk. Uh-oh. Discover the risk. The risk of what? Associated with your heritage and with your ancestry. Discover what your DNA says about your life expectancy and your susceptibility to disease. I lifted this straight off the marketing website, y'all. And so people clamber after the intrigue of their ancestry and the possibility of gaining comprehensive health and wellness information, of being empowered to make better decisions 
about living a longer and a healthier life. And how do they do it? Well, they're going to unlock the mystery through deep ancestry reporting and through genome sequencing. And, and listen to this, through reports about predispositions that you might have. You mean my DNA determines my, my predispositions? You mean I'm disposed to some things? Predisposed, that is, because of my DNA? My DNA can tell me the detection of rare genetic mutations. Whoa. Somebody say, wow. Some of you on your phones right now trying to order up a kit. <laughs> Evidently, understanding these things is a significant catalyst for real life change. For resolution. Surveys reveal that when we are armed with these insights that come from our genome sequence and from our DNA, 76% of people report making healthier choices. Wow. 55% report eating a healthier diet. 51% report setting healthy goals. 45% reported increasing exercise. You can tell it's the U.S., right? Because they're like, I might be dying, but only half of them are going to exercise. <laughs> you know, like, I, I ain't that concerned. All right. Church, you're not here by accident this morning. He that hath an ear, let him hear. The church would do well in 2023 to remember who they are, where they came from what their story is, what makes them unique, that our ancestry is one of significance. If the world is resolved to figuring out the DNA of this broken fleshly body, we would do well, both young and old, to develop an obsession with the DNA of the spirit man. Amen. I'm telling you, saying to God, I've taken time to look at the deep ancestry reporting of the church of the Jesus Christ, and I'll tell you straight away what I've found. I'm more than just a middle-aged, red-headed, Caucasian with hypertension. I'm telling you right now, it turns out that the creator God is my daddy. It turns out that he manifests himself in the flesh and manifests himself as my big brother. And he said, I'm a joint heir with Christ. Child of God, you have a genome sequencing in the spirit, and you know what it highlights? It highlights there's some variation, Brother Saunders. It doesn't look like everybody else's blood. The attitudes don't seem like everybody else's attitudes. This world doesn't need a microscope, and they shouldn't need lab goggles to determine that there's something different in us. Come on, church. You have some predispositions. We're going to talk about them. We have a condition in our being that holds to a particular attitude and to particular actions. And it's all right there in the DNA of the believer. The blood-bought believer has unique genetics. And I'll tell you where it all started. It started not when we were conceived, not when mama, through the labor of love, expelled me from her womb, not even when she held me to her breast for the very first time, not not when the doctors turned around and said, well, Brian has healthy lungs. No, that's not when it started. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ has never really been about how you were born the first time. It started when I was born again of the water and of the spirit, and it changed everything. It changed everything. My God in heaven. Woo. 
as for 2023 in me, I've made up my mind this year. The DNA of my spirit, man, is going to be a catalyst for better choices, a better spiritual diet, greater inspiration, more exercise. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to crucify some appetites that are unhealthy for me. I've got to hit the spirit gym. Do you hear what I'm talking about? I've got to increase the reps at the prayer press. I've got to get on the fasting machine. I don't need exercise at the lap pool. I need to go down to the pool of life. Better yet, the speak life pool. Hallelujah. I'm talking about running treadmill. No, no, no. Running gratitude. Letting that play out. Let's 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 not be consumed with hot yoga, but let's be consumed with the hot bread that was delivered up in this place that edifies our soul and increases our faith. It's got to be the case. It's got to be the case. We can get up here and talk about revival. We can get up here and sing songs to the glory of God. But if we walk out of this place and there isn't something inside of us that changes the way we walk and the way we talk and the way we engage, then we have become nothing but a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And I got news for this church, Tree of Life Church. The prophecy and the destiny that the Lord has declared over this body is not one of ineffectuality. It is one of signs. It is one of wonders. It is one of salvation of co-workers and of lost family members. It is one of addictions being broken. It is one of souls going down in the name of Jesus and lives being changed and families being healed. This is our destiny. This is our destiny. Hallelujah. The devil would love to rob you of your identity. He would love to rob me of my identity. And some of you might say, well, it's cute, it's a good analogy. Where's lunch? I'm not concerned if that's your take. That's okay. I just need one or two. One or two that'll say, all right, God, all right. I've been walking like my DNA was something that came from culture. I've been walking like my DNA is something I heard on CNN. Or I've been walking like DNA, like my DNA is something that was handed to me by Truth Social or some other garbage medium. Let me tell you something. Until we get a hold on this, that the DNA that is in the believer comes straight from the Word of God. Everything that he declares about me is true. If he said you shall receive power after that which the Holy Ghost is come upon you, then you can take it to the bank. You shall receive power after that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Brother Jack Cunningham said, Brother Jack Cunningham said, he said, so you laid hands on the sick and they didn't recover. He said, which one of us is the prophet? The one that says, well, I'm not sure Jesus will do it and never praise the prayer or the one that does it 100 times to see God perform one miracle? I'm telling you, church, we've got to step into a dimension where we say, okay, daddy, I believe that what you said about me is true. I believe that you've given me apostolic authority and identity and I'm going to walk in it. The Babylonian captors of the Old Testament, they took from the Hebrews their name. They took from them their identity. They wanted them to forget what their DNA was. And they gave them a different name. They gave them a different name. They put a brand on them. It might not have been a brand on iron, but it was a brand. It was a brand. They said, you're now captive. You're now a slave. 
You're now not the apple of his eye, right? You're, 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 you're now not the chosen, but you're something less. You're something different. Children of the Most High God, I want you to know that the salvation of the Gentiles was foretold by the prophets. It was declared in the Psalms. We read it in Hosea. You can find it in Isaiah. Church, we are the children of the Most High God. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And I'm, 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 Brother Jordan, i got to tell you something. My, my little girl's adopted, and I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with what I'm talking about. I know what it feels like to say, your name's now my name. I know what it feels like to say, come here, baby, let Daddy hold your clothes. I know what it feels like even to have the elder children say, what, do you love her more than you love us? Huh? Do you understand what was happening? They're like, man, we lived under the law. You brought her in under grace. (laughs) I see my son smiling, yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's my little girl. Don't you doubt it. She's got my name. Don't you doubt it. She eats at my table. Don't you doubt it. I'm going to put clothes on her back. I'm going to provide for her. I'm going to teach her. I'm going to lead her. I'm going to guide her. I'm going to love her because she's my child. How can it be that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel? Paul said it's the mystery of Christ. It's the mystery of Christ. What do you mean it's a mystery? Well, I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know how you got his DNA. It's a mystery. But when Jesus died for you and you were buried in his name, something changed inside of you. John's gospel declares, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What is that about? Well, the first, the first birth, that took David Joseph and Gail Elizabeth. And the moon hit their eye like a big piece of pie. That's amore. But that is not the birth that the scripture is talking about. There was a second birth, my God, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, God is my father. Somebody say, I'm a joint heir with Christ. I wonder if you just listen and revisit with me. Can I just testify to you for a moment about my dad? Can I just tell you a little bit about my father? Now, I could go pretty far talking about my earthly father, but I want to I try to draw you into something we can all relate to. Because when I walk into his house, I see a crest. And on the crest is the Lion of Judah. And on the crest, it looks so powerful, and it looks so mighty hanging there at the threshold of the house. This is the King of Kings and the King of Glory. Hallelujah. The mighty in battle. That's my dad. Hallelujah. That's my daddy you're talking about. That's my family right there. You see, my dad raises men up, and he sets them down. He spoke light into existence. Have you seen this ancestry report? Have you heard of my daddy's exploits? Did you know he prepares a table before me in the presence of 
of my enemies. Did you hear what he did at the Red Sea? You, you can ask me, what's your daddy do? My daddy, he's omnipotent. What's your daddy like? My daddy, he knows how many hairs are on my head. I got to tell the truth. I might not have heard of anybody else's daddy, but my daddy shuts the mouths of lions. My daddy brings dead bones to life again. He sets at liberty them that are bruised. He delivers the captive. He cleanses the leper. He forgives sin, and he's perfect. He's perfect. He's perfect in all of his ways, and his DNA is in me. He changed my life. Oh, I worship you. What love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called his children, his children. Mm. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Come on. You say, well, I don't feel a spirit. Well, then you're probably not being led by it. Hallelujah. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, whereby we cry, Abba, Hallelujah. I know I've told you before, but I love to eat Middle Eastern food. Some of you are like, oh, I don't like that. Well, Jesus did. So, you know, and I, I love to get the domus and the tzatziki and all the lamb. Oh, hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. And I love to get in there, and I love to talk to those Middle Eastern uh, over lentils and Loveland. Mazen, he's, he's from Jordan, and his sons, they run that joint. Z, because I can't say his name, so we just call him Z. And, and, you know, when I go in there, sometimes there's families from the Middle East. And, and I don't understand much, but when that little toddler, when that little toddler needs something, I recognize one word. Abba, Abba. Abba, 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 can I get more Sprite? Abba, Abba, can I play on your phone? You hear me? You hear me? This adoption, this adoption, it ain't by some dad who ain't got time for his kids. By some dad sitting on some high throne that you're not allowed to have access to. But he put in our spirits the spirit of adoption and inside of us wells up. Abba, oh daddy, daddy, look at the sunrise. You did a good job today, daddy. Oh, oh daddy, I love you, daddy. Daddy, will you tell me a story one more time of my destiny? Will you tell me one more time how you desire peace for me in an expected end? Abba, Abba. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. For whom he did foreknow, Romans 8.29 says, he did predestinate to, be, predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. When's the last time you thought of Jesus as your brother? I know we say it every Sunday, but I'm saying, when did you stop and think about it? The last time you were getting pushed around. And you didn't even take the time to say, hey, 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 wait a minute. You know who my big brother is? 
He's more than able to defend his brethren. And you know what? You know what your big brother told you? He told you that daddy's house is like no other house. He said that he was going away, but he said, I know you'll miss me, but we're going to talk. But I'm going to bring you with me. We're all going to be together there. I, I, I wish human words could get out what I'm trying to explain when it means that you are a joint heir with Christ. If you're going to sing songs about how he has all power, then ask yourself, what must my inheritance be? If you're going to sing songs about how he's the prince of peace, go ahead and take a minute and ponder, does that mean I can say peace be still? Do you understand? We are joint heirs. The power of Jesus Christ is in you, and it's in you, and it's in you. And I'll tell you right now, that's better than a free car. It's in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's my father. He's my father. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son, his only begotten son, into your hearts. Glory to God. Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Now the Bible commands that children should obey their parents. They should honor their mothers and their fathers. Hear, hear. But we see a, a, a massive vacuum of that today in our culture. We see, we see kids telling mom and dad where they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, and, and talking on them, walking on them, you know. And this was never God's plan. It was never God's plan. And, and, and I'm going to just submit something to you. The reason there's a lack of gratitude, the reason that they're, they're walking all over mom and dad Yes, there's cultural influence. Yes, there's all that. But at the root of it, it's a misunderstanding of the difference between a servant and a son. It's a misunderstanding. Because a servant says, I've got to take out the trash. I've got to paint the fence. I've got to wash the dishes. But the son says, I get to sleep in my father's house. The son says, we're going on vacation to the lake this summer. The son says, I bear my daddy's name. The son says, what do you need, pops? Because I know that your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and that you gave me the keys to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have got to come into a realization as the children of God that we are not servants though we serve. But the inheritance is ours. The name is ours. The power is ours. The glory is ours because we are sons. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God. So I probably won't do it to most of you. But I might call some of y'all Bubby and Sissy, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the family of God. When you're a child of God, there is a genetic variation in you. Those that walk by faith in Jesus Christ, they are not like everybody else. So we talked for the last 15, 20, 40, an hour, I don't know. We've talked for a minute about the fact we're sons. But what is the difference, Brian? Now that you have told me about my ancestry... Break down the genomic sequence for me. I don't even know what that means. But break down the predispositions that come with this new DNA that's in my body, Brother Colbreth. Because we love to talk about the flesh. 
And we need to preach about the flesh. But friend, there's a much greater message preaching about the Spirit. First of all, when you walk into a place and you, you're, you're with your loved ones and you're saying things that not everybody's supposed to hear, and then you're talking about the young man you met, and then somebody says, was he black? I don't know, I thought he was white. And they say, I don't know, he had those baby blue eyes. Well, maybe his mom and dad were black and white. Oh, I don't know, I thought he looked Arabic. <laughs> Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. Some of you got nervous. Would you please stop being woke? And so, and, and so here we are, and we're trying to understand the identity. But this is what Jesus said about the identity of his kids. He said, you'll know them. Not because they got pale eyes or straight hair or curly hair or dark skin. That's not how you're going to know them. You're going to know them because they're going to have love one for another. That's how you're going to know them. And, and, and you're going to see them in the marketplace, and it ain't going to be like every other family. Because this one's fighting with that one, and this one walked off, and this one left the stroller. No, 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 no. That ain't how it works. You say, what do you mean family? I thought we were just supposed to love one another. Hello. It starts in the home. If I don't love her and she don't love me, it's broke from go. But we are disciples, and we are known in the earth by the love that flows one from another. And that includes parent to child and and oh my, I don't mean to break anybody's back here, but that includes child to parent. If you want to tell me you're a disciple, then you need to open up your heart, your mind, your spirit, and let the love DNA that is in you by the power of Christ begin to flow out of you. And if you can't, I need to see some form of identification. And you all say, man, you flipped the script on me. No, 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 no. I'm trying to tell you what the report says. There's some predispositions in the body of Christ. There's some predispositions in the believer's life. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. Whose seed? That's the seed of God. See, 1 John, he's talking about that supernatural seed. He's not talking about egg and sperm. No, 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 no. He's saying when you were born again, there was a seed put in you that changed it all. My Lord, have mercy. Cannot sin. Cannot sin. I don't know about that. It's not that I'm incapable of sinning. I think I probably cleared that up a couple times this morning already. Yeah. And all y'all that just judged me, you just joined the crowd. Hallelujah. It's not that I'm incapable of sinning. Oh, I can play chief sinner. But it's this. Sin makes me sick. I'm allergic to it. No, 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 no. Now, listen. My daughter, she just paid off her car. Not Braylon. Brooklyn. She just paid off her car. Dad was proud of her. I thought, let's do something really anti-American. Instead of celebrating you just went into debt, let's celebrate you paid off a debt. There's a cray-cray idea. So I said, I'll tell you what, I'll take you to dinner somewhere nice. You can bring two of your other favorite people, me and you and two others. And I'll let you all guess who she picked. That boy's been coming around for about five years now. And now, if you know Austin, he's allergic to peanuts. So we wanted to have banana fosters, but it had walnuts on it. And he said, I can't eat that 
I'm allergic to it. Now, I got a simple question for y'all. Could he eat it? Oh, he could eat it. <laughs> and then my, my daughter, she was killing me. She was like, you haven't had an allergic reaction since you were two. Just eat the peanuts. And I'm like, whoa, 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 no, not on my watch. I'm not trying to be here for an episode, you know. I mean, I pray, but I don't need to be praying that prayer right now, you know. And, uh, and so, so we went down this path. And it occurred to me that when the Scripture says, I cannot sin, it's not saying I can't sin. But it's saying there's going to be some bad junk that happens. Because in your DNA, sin causes a reaction. And the reaction leads to death. And so you can't sin, Brian. You can't sin. See, the carnal mind is the enemy of the father. Anything that's the enemy of the father is my enemy too because I'm his son. And I'm not playing for some other team. I'm playing for his team. Hallelujah. And when I entertain carnality, you know, walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Uh-huh. Stand in the way of sinners, sit in the seat of the scornful. When that's what's going down, it begins to kill me. Because to be carnally minded is death. My goodness. But to be spiritually minded, which is the predisposition of the believer, is life. And it's peace. And it's joy. And it's salvation. And all of a sudden the turmoil begins to just settle down. Hallelujah. And so I've got to understand that sin causes an adverse reaction in my life. I'm just talking about the predisposition. This is, what, this is what the genome report tells me. Everybody all right? I know, I know. I hollered, come down. We're all over the place. What's 1 Peter 2 say? Oh, goodness. Y'all don't mind staying until 2, do you? Hallelujah. But ye are a chosen generation. Whew. Somebody said generation. He was talking about those that heard and those that read his epistle. No, 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 no. In the Greek, that word generation simply means kindred. You're a chosen kindred. You're a chosen family. I, I, I reached out and said, yep, I'll adopt that one. I'll adopt that one. I'll adopt. I want that one. Hallelujah. They said he has a temper. That's okay. He's going to be born again. Come on into the family. Hallelujah. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain remain and whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name he may give it to you see this is part of my dna i'm a chosen generation and i'm a royal priesthood why am i royal because i'm a son of the king look at the royal family what a mess that ain't the kind of royal i'm trying to be hallelujah i got red hair but that's where it stops y'all come on and so and so i'm a royal priesthood I'm a king's kid. I'm a king's kid. When I walk in the marketplace, I don't slouch. And I ain't wearing pajama pants. I'm a king's kid. And that ain't how royalty behaves. Hallelujah. You are a royal priesthood. What did the priest do? The priest stood between God and the people. He has anointed you and I and given us direct access to him. He said, come on into my court and tell me all about your trouble. Come on into my court and let's talk about it. Let's be one. 
And he put me in a place of redeeming those that are close to me. He set me in the midst of those that are hurting, those that are, that are desperate, those that are in pain, those that are in need. And he said, you're a royal priesthood. Go be my son. Go bring them unto me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this priesthood is separated unto God. Huh? Were the priests separated unto God? Did, did we have to read all those yawn books? <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking about in the Old Testament. They get thick, y'all. Don't be reading that laying down. You'll be asleep in no time. I have to navigate and understand everything that the priesthood was and was not to understand that it means you're separate when you're a priest. Oh, no, 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 we're not. We're just like everybody else. That's how we connect. Okay. But do you want direct access? <laughs> but are you a king's kid? I, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you what I'm reading in the report. Because remember, when the report comes back, it empowers us to make some healthier decisions and choices. <laughs> Hallelujah! And so here we are, here we are. And the scripture says we're a holy nation. Ooh. This whole business of 23andMe has so much to do with ethnicity, race, huh? nationality. Am I lying? Everybody consumed with it? Devil is having a heyday. Man, every time a new post comes out talking about this race, that race, this offense, that offense, cause and divide, he's like, woo, it's a good day. Satan, I'm part of a holy nation. That's the part... That's the nation I'm a part of. That's the nation I'm a part of. Uh, you're not going to call, call, catch me talking about being Caucasian. I don't even know what that means. Some of y'all nervous. You need to be nervous because if you're denying your destiny and your DNA, you'll never walk in the power and the, business and the, and the benefit and the providence of it. <laughs> Our nationality is holy. Our ethnicity is holy. Our culture is one of holiness. Our dialect is one of holiness. People say, what region are you from? Oh, I'm from holy. Oh, I thought I recognized something in your accent. Just the way you were able to say certain things. Just the way you blessed when everybody else was cursing. Just the way you brought a good report when everybody else was telling me that it's all going downhill. Come on now. That's a holy dialect. That's a holy dialect. Paul tried to help us understand our nationality. He said there's neither Jew nor Greek. He's, he was trying to let us know. He was making it black and white for us. Some of you are being gracious. Some of you aren't. He was trying to say, don't get caught up in that mess. There's not Jew nor Greek. And, 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 and oh, well, then what about this? There's bond and free. Oh, so there's, you mean... There's injustice and inequity. Yeah, probably. But I'm, I'm trying to teach you something different. When you're part of a nation called holy, everything is measured different. And then he goes on. There's not male nor female. Now, people get real confused at that. I thought in the beginning, God created male and female. What he's trying to say is it's not about feminism rising up and saying, I can do everything a man can. Or transgenderism saying, I can do both when I want, and it's all fluid. Y'all nervous? Cut the live stream if you need to. But this is what he was trying to say. He was trying to say, if you be Abraham's seed, 
then you're joint heirs of the promise. If you be Abraham's seed, then you are joint heirs with the promise. Because when you're in the holy nation, there's no race and there's no inequality and there's no gender fluid ideology because you're holy. In the holy nation, in the holiness that you bore when you were born again, holiness doesn't digress. Holiness doesn't regress. Holiness doesn't contest. It's the great central attribute of God's nature exalted by and exuded by the people of God. He is holy, so I am holy. He is holy, so I am holy. I don't need to defend something about my flesh that somebody else hurled at me. Everybody's giving me binary choices. Well, are you this or are you that? The answer is no. I'm part of a holy nation. Which side of the issue are you on? Are you red or are you blue? Tell me. Why? Why? What do you want to do? You want to strip the fruit from the debate and lump me in some category and try to debase my worth? You're not going to do it. I serve a God who loves all. And because of that, I love all. And I serve a God who believes in me. And because of that, I believe in others. My Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is what the report says about our predispositions in the spirit, in the spirit. Hallelujah. God, help us if we've been consumed with some ideology or identity that is less than what is in this book. We're a peculiar people. What does that word peculiar mean? Well, it means weird. Well, that's true. (laughs) At least me. But it also means purchased purchase and when he purchased me he didn't purchase me on an auction block of slavery so that I could be a slave he purchased me on that auction block of slavery so that I could be free (laughs) and wherever his spirit is there's liberty It goes with me into the marketplace. People that are bound in their mind, people that are bound in their bodies. When I come in the room, there should be liberty. They should be able to feel it. There's something different. The vitriol in their mouth suddenly takes a different tone. Why? Because they feel liberty. They feel liberty. They feel something that the world never gave them a choice to feel. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Somebody say, Jesus looks good on you. Amen. And, 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 and when you put on Jesus, it becomes your primary garment. In the kingdom of God, layers are not in style. We don't put something over that garment. <laughs> we wear that garment. We don't put on Christ and then layer over him. We don't cover Christ with a worldly identity. And I, 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 I've heard it and I've said it. Well, I got to be me. This is how God made me. Huh? Anybody ever heard that? Well, that's just the way I am. Well, if they cut me off, man. Man, what? Then you're not a child of God? Go ahead and finish the sentence. <laughs> Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Don't you know that God saved us from the way we are? Don't you know that God changed the DNA of the believer? Don't you know that God put temperance in us and moderation in us and he put love and joy and peace in us and the ability to suffer long and not respond in violence? Hallelujah. 
Amen. My temper, my reactions, my culture, my, my teams, and my fashion, and the way I spend the three hours of free time that I have, and my languages, and my finances, and my pursuits, and my education, and my expectation of others, and my relationships. Everything has been affected by the DNA of God in my life. It's all been affected. Amen. We're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. That's what this says. Well, you, well, the report came back, and it, this is weird. We found salt in it. There, there's light. My goodness. My goodness. And you say, Brian, you're getting all excited. Is this how you preach in the marketplace? No, it's not. It's not at all. Let me ask you a question. How loud is light? Did he or did he not say, let men see your good works? You say, well, it also says go preach. I, I understand. But know your venue. Because light don't make a sound, but it's deafening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're a peculiar people, a purchased people. My Lord. My Lord, we love our enemies. Come on, we love our enemies. Jesus said, love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. Don't let materialism and consumerism creep into the church. Don't be planning your paycheck on what you're going to do for you before you even get the money to do it. Come on, think about your brother. You know, this spirit that Jesus declared about who we were and how we were to act, it was in the early church, and that's why they had all things in common and every need was met. And so the disparity that we see in the church comes in because of this worldly ideology of materialism and consumerism. Mm. What else did the report say? I'm closing, y'all. I've, I've, I've kept you too long. I, I would ask those that are, that are feeling the Spirit to seek it. Jesus said in Luke 10, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents. My God. There's something in this DNA report. This guy is immune from the venom of serpents. I've never seen that before. Everybody down at the 23andMe lab is trying to figure it out. Now, let's be honest. I live in Ohio. I've probably seen three snakes in my life, and they were garters, and they were terrifying. Hallelujah. None of them were poisonous. None of them were deadly, and I don't want to err this morning. But I believe in this present time, the prevalence of serpents is more than ever before. In this city, in our townships, come on. At the town hall meetings, I said the prevalence of serpents is more than ever before. That subtle beast in the garden was a voice that opposed the word of God. I'm going to say it again. That subtle beast in the garden was a voice that opposed the word of God. You say, what's the serpent that we tread on? We tread on the voices that oppose the word of God. We don't have to be intimidated by it. We don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to say, well, I'm a believer. What are they going to think? You walk in and you tread on that spirit. And I've got news for you. When that spirit sees you coming, if you are walking in your sonship, that spirit's going to flee anyway. It don't want nothing to do with the born again. It doesn't want anything to do with the blood-bought believer in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That serpent was a sinister spirit that challenged what God said and that tempted the eye and the flesh and appealed to the pride of man. And that same voice can be heard in every commercial break, 
It can be heard, and you can see it across the landscape of culture, of in, in the idolatry of men, and in social media, and it's become the melody of institutions of our education and higher learning. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Don't defend the serpent, please. Please don't defend the serpent. You don't have to be nasty when you're treading on the serpent because the serpent, if you give it a chance to see you coming, it will usually flee all on its own. You know what I'm saying? It's when you startle the serpent. That's when you get bit. How many know what I'm talking about? You, you ever watch that Australian guy that grabbed the snakes? Hallelujah. All right. In your DNA is the power of the Holy Ghost. Musicians, you can come. Now, here's what I know about when Brother Brian ministers. I pray and I ask the Lord for weeks, make me invisible for just a minute, God. And then I feel like, well, Lord, I messed it up again. And I was animated and I was loud and I said things that made people uncomfortable. But in 2023... At 46 years old, I'm weary of not walking in the DNA that my heavenly Father put in me by shedding his blood for my sins. And when he put his name on my life, he baptized me. He put the spirit of adoption in me. I want, I, want, I want us to stand across this table. Let's stand. Hear me for just a moment longer. I feel like it's a somber spirit in here. When he said to me that I was a joint heir, that I would lay hands on the sick and that they would recover, that I would be his witness. And I walk away from a conversation in the marketplace where somebody was hurting. And I didn't stop and say, can I pray with you? I believe the Lord wants to perfect the circumstance right now. I'm denying what my ancestry report has to say about. I'm acting like I'm something I'm not. See, y'all thought it was the opposite, that when we did pray, we were acting like we were something. No, no, that's not true. That's what the devil does. He turns everything upside down. And so through intimidation and questions and wondering if I have enough faith, we forget before us and that it's flanking us on the right and it's on the left and that if I'll just pause for a moment and when I don't know what to say ask myself this question what would Jesus say then it'll begin to flow out of me 
It ain't going to be everybody, but there's going to be testimonies of things that happened this week where the still small voice of the Lord is going to remind you who you are. And it's going to happen in an instant. For somebody, it's going to be in the grocery. For somebody, it's going to be with a coworker. For another one of you, it'll be for a family member that you haven't talked to. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You say, Brian, you're playing the odds. No, I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ that under the sound of my voice, there are individuals that are going to walk in the Spirit and in the power of the Holy Ghost, and it's going to change somebody's life. Some circumstance is going to be altered. They're going to have to then re-engage when the co-worker comes back and says, you don't know what happened to me. I went to the doctor the next day, and they said they couldn't find anything wrong. Brian, you're being sensational. I'm telling you, I've read the report. I've read the report. Report, it's in your DNA. I want you to be inspired, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. With hands raised across this place, as our praise singers prepare to sing, I don't know what to ask you about how to respond, but this is what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to respond by telling God that you're sorry that you have forsaken your identity in Him. I'm going to ask you to respond by praying that He would make you acutely aware of who you are and empower you one more time to walk in the power of His might. Come on, who'll do it? Who'll do it? Do you, do you know how they determine the DNA? Do you know how all these companies do it? Don't stop praying, don't stop praying. This is how they do it. They swab the inside of your mouth. And everything they need to know about you is found right there in your mouth. Can I tell somebody, if you will open your mouth right now, I'm telling you that the DNA of Jesus Christ will begin to emanate from you. If you've not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, open up your mouth and say, Lord, I want your identity today, God. I'm forsaking everything else about my fallen flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody pray an honest prayer. If you would join me at this altar, I'm inviting you now. The body and those that perhaps have not yielded to Christ alike, would you come? Would you come? Let's spend just a moment. Lord, I don't want this to be another Sunday, God. I want it to be a landmark in my life, God. I want, Lord, to walk out of this place and to see my waiter different. I want to walk out of this place and instead of looking at my phone, Lord, make me conscious of who's getting gas next to me, God. Oh, Lord, when I hear the report in the world, I want you to put peace in my mouth. God. I want you to put blessing upon my lips, Lord. I want you to change me in the inward parts. Come on. Somebody join us up here. Let's pray that the Lord would use us in 23. As for 23 and me, God, I'm going to walk in newness of life. I'm going to be reminded, God, of who you called me to be. And I'm going to have faith in it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name this morning, oh God, if you're intrigued by the report, if you wonder if it could be true, I'm inviting you to this altar. Elders will pray with you and lead you in a prayer of repentance, and you can leave here with the DNA of Jesus Christ upon your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I surrender. Protect me when my heart strays. You 
Lucifer. 